Well, uh, as Pastor Hank said, we head back Tuesday uh, to the field. <clears throat> Can I move this? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. I'm like right there, kind of <clears throat> kind of scares you a little bit. You know? <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll, I'll return our, the ministry van that we've been using uh, to St. Louis tomorrow, and I'll fly back to San Antonio. Uh, and then Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, we fly to, uh, back to the Amazon. We're super, super, super excited. Um, it's funny. So, you know, before we came off the field, you know, we had a meeting with my kids and they didn't know we were coming back on furlough. And I said, you know, in, in a month, we're going to go back on furlough. And, you know, my younger kids had no idea what furlough is. They're like, oh, what's that mean? So I explained it all and I, we, we tell them. And so Jonathan, our oldest, had a meeting with all the kids in secret. Uh, we found this out later. And so they sat down and they decided to make a list of all the things they wanted to do while they were here in the States. And so, you know, it was, you know, go see grandma, go see grandpa, go eat at this pizza place and this, this burger place and this and that, you know, just the kids things. About three weeks after we got here, they're like, we're ready to go home now. <laughs> if it was just that easy. <laughs> Uh, but we are heading back, so we're super, super excited. So pray uh, as we travel. Uh, unfortunately, because of the whole COVID situation, literally they have changed the rules almost every other day uh, for this last week. Uh, so like I took a COVID test yesterday because they said you could do one 72 hours. This morning they changed it. Now it has to be 24 hours. So tomorrow morning or tomorrow I had to get another test and we'll get retested. And I'm sure by the time we fly in the air and we land, they'll have new rules uh, when we get there. Uh, and you guys who just came back from Panama, I guess, found out a little bit of that. Uh, so pray for us as we do that. Uh, we are super excited to get back. Um, and so let's open our Bibles this evening to uh, Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. And so uh, I'm going to preach, I guess you could say a missions message. Okay, so uh, it's funny, as, I, I've, I, as I've traveled and I've been to several different places and uh, I pray and look and see what God would have, uh, this is something that has really affected me and I think it will help you. Uh, so Mark chapter 12 and we'll start reading in verse number 29 and I don't know what the custom is, but let's stand for the reading of God's words. We're just going to read a few verses here. Uh, Mark chapter 12, starting in verse number 29 and it says, And Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Now, we, we read this verse and we think, okay, I got this. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And, and I, I truly believe that, you know, most of us do. You know, we, we go through it and we, we get saved and we, we get this desire and we want to serve God and we, we, we want to do more. You know, and so you, you have your heart and you have your soul and, and then you say, well, and when I'm doing it, I'll have all my strength. I'll, I will just put it all in there. But we forget this phrase in the middle and it says, with all thy mind. And so tonight, we're going to do a checkup from the neck up. Okay, you've all gotten a checkup from the doctor. And if you're like me, and some of you are and some of you are not, I never get good news from the doctor. I've never had a doctor tell me, you're too skinny. Never. It has never come out of their mouth. 
And so, but they, they always tell you some things that you need to know. Some things you don't like to hear, and, but things you need to know. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a checkup from the neck up, and we're going to see and check, our, check out what we're thinking and how we're thinking and really how you're thinking will stop your service if you're not careful. So let's pray. Lord, we love you so much and just thank you for your goodness to us and thank you for everything you want to do and you have done in our lives. And I pray that we would just be attentive to you and know that you could do so much more if we allowed you to, Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And so huh, a few months ago, we, we, we do this every time right before we go back to the field. And I haven't really figured out why, but we go to the doctor. Okay. And so we get a bunch of blood tests and all this stuff. And I, I, you know, my wife makes me do it every single time right before we go back to the field. And I tell my wife, why? And she's like, well, you need to know if there's something wrong with you. And I said, Steph, we're going back to a third world country. They, they can't do nothing about it anyways. I don't want to know. That, that's the truth. But still, we, we, while we were doing all these tests and everything, I, I got to thinking, and one of the tests they did, they, they do a scan on my brain. And they did a scan on her brain and all this stuff. And uh, because of, you know, some injuries I had when I was younger, and they, they, they do the scan, make sure things are working, and they figure out that I'm still crazy. And, you know, things are still clicking, and I'm still crazy. But then I got to this verse, and I, I started, I, I prepared a series on, on this verse for my church going back home, and I got stuck on this phrase, with all thy mind. And you say, well, I, I don't understand. Here's the thing. How many times has God asked us or called us to do something, but you've reasoned your way into not doing it? How many times, I, I, I truly believe God is calling more people to service, but we have talked ourselves out of it. You know, I, I, I don't believe that God is done calling missionaries to the mission field. I don't believe God is call, done calling pastors to pastor or evangelists to do their jobs. I believe that we have talked ourselves out of it. You say, well, what, what do you mean? Well, look at the world around us. It is so easy right now to say, well, I cannot do that because did you see how unstable things are? I have a missionary who called me while I was driving here. And he, he, he's, he, he's calling and he's telling me all of these things. And I said, what is the bottom line? What, what, what are you telling me all of this? And he's calling me international. He said, we're leaving. And I said, why? He said, well, because of this and 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 this. And I said, all of those are great reasons, but I did not hear one of those saying that God has called us to go. I said, so stop reasoning it away and stay where you are. Because what does the Bible say? And thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart and, so there's more, all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. It's not one or the other or this or that. It's all inclusive. But I, I believe that, you know, God calls people to, to the mission field or calls people to the mission, to the ministry or to reach somebody, to speak to somebody, to pass a track out. And you've convinced yourself not to go for whatever reason. I'm an introvert. That naturally, I'm an introvert. I do not like talking to people. And so when God called me to the mission, when God called me to preach, my mom was like, really? Amen. Are you sure? I think you need to talk to pastor about that. I went to talk to pastor and pastor was like, great, that's good. That, that was the end of the conversation. And so 
what, we, what we're going to do is we're going to look at three things here. And the first thing is, do you have a willing mind? Okay, because that, that, that's the first thing. So go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And, you know, if, if, if you're familiar with this passage, these two chapters, it's usually what, uh, you know, a missionary would talk to or at a missions conference they would use to talk about giving and giving grace giving and giving faith promise and different things. But I, I want you to see two verses in this chapter that really, if you don't understand either one of these, if you don't have it, the rest of the chapter means nothing. Because if you do not have a willing mind, you will not give to missions, you will not do ministry, you will not do God's service. You will not grow without it. And so in verse number three, it says, for to their power, I bear record, yea and beyond their power, that they were willing of themselves. And then come down to verse number 12. For if, and that's a big if, if there be first a willing mind. Did you catch that? If your mind isn't willing, then you're not going to do it. You say, well, what are you talking about? You can have a heart's desire. I have a heart's desire to reach all of the Amazon. But my, my mind logistically starts to think, well, how am I going to get over here? And how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? And how am I going to do that? It's going to cost money here. It's going to be hard here. It's going to be hard here. And I start reasoning away certain things. But you know what? God's still in control. And if he says to do it, and we have a willing mind, he'll open the door. You say, well, what are you talking about? My goal is to start nine churches in nine countries. We, we've done it in Brazil and Peru and Colombia, but I really want to reach these other places. And I said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. I want to... I want to go. In September, I'm going to Suriname, the jungles of Suriname, so that we can do a survey trip and we can see what we can do to reach people in Suriname, in the jungles of Suriname. And with that, we, we want to get into French Guyana. I don't speak French. I don't speak Dutch. But I have a willing heart and I have a willing mind. And God says to go. But so many times we stop it because we look at all the facts. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, let's look at Moses. Moses was told to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. And so he takes them out of Egypt and they, they cross the desert and they, they get all the way to the promised land. What happens? He sends the, ten, the 12 spies in. And we sing the song, 10 were bad and 2 were good. And, you know, they come back and they, they tell all this stuff. Well, the problem is they looked at all of the problems and they reasoned it away. But last time I checked, that's not what God said to do. The spies were only supposed to go in so that they had a plan of what they were going to do when they got in. Not to stop them from doing it. Joshua had the same problem. Look, Joshua, he easily could have said, I can't do it. I was there. I saw what happened. I saw the giants and I saw the walls and I saw the army and I saw this, I saw it. We're not doing it. That's not what Joshua said. Moses passed away. God spoke to Joshua and said, now you're, you're, you're the one. Be strong and good courage. And they went in. They forgot all of the problems because they had a willing mind. A mind that, to keep going. You know, Jeremiah 33, 3, and I, I think this is the verse that the brother was trying to quote. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 
God can do so many great things. But we stop him. In Psalm 78, it says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. Who limited it? The children of Israel did. Because they were looking around at all of these things and they were reasoning it in their mind. So the first thing we had to have is a willing mind. But the second thing, we have to have a mind to work. Open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse number 6. So in the book of Nehemiah, we understand that, you know, he's building a wall. God laid it upon his heart and spoke to Nehemiah and he goes and he takes that midnight ride and he he sees everything that needs to be done. He passes by the different gates and he he sees it. He gets a plan and Nehemiah chapter 2, he's sitting there talking to the people and, you know, they said, we're going to strengthen our hands for this good work. And they get, they get going and they, they start doing things, but all of a sudden you get to chapter number four and they've been working. Things are starting to get a little tougher, a little harder. But in verse number six, it says something really interesting. It says, so, we, so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. See, I, I was super excited to, to be here tonight. And I, I wish I could tell you it was because I, I, I wanted to see you guys. And I, don't take me wrong. I was super excited because I knew today was the day Capital City started. And I had been, I've been praying and praying and praying and praying. And I was like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to hope he's going to be there. Because I want to see what's going on. Because I know this church and they've been working. They've had a mind to work, to get it going. You know, people say, well, how do you do what you do? You have to have a mind to work, and you have to have a mind to work together. It's not always easy, and you're not always going to agree, but you work together. You know, I could take you to a church in the Amazon that literally has a black line painted down the middle, and half of it is green, and half of it is blue. I had no idea. I was invited to preach at the church, and so I show up to the church, and it took me, you know, Four days to get there, four and a half days to get there. By boat, I get down to the river, and I'm super excited. You know, you're, I'm trying to find something nice to compliment the church about, and I'm thinking, what in the world? Like, what kind of paint is this? Like, blue, green, black, black. Like, I don't get it. You know, so behind the pulpit, I'm like, yeah, I love how you painted your church. You know, it's real, it's nice. And I'm thinking, what in the world? And the pastor's like, yeah, okay, so this is what happened. There was a fight in the middle of it. And they literally were painting the church and then the other guys got here and they started fighting. And so they painted a line and they said, okay, you paint this side and you paint this side. And till this day, that was five years ago, they still sit blue and green. The church doesn't grow. We, we, we laugh about it, but that's the reality. But so many times in, in our ministry and in our, in our lives and in Christian, the Christian world, there's so much fighting that there's no work getting done. You know, so many people fight like the third monkey trying to get into Noah's Ark. You know, there's only so much room. We have to go. We will accomplish so many more things if we have a mind to work. Y'all like the only people who got it. I said that at one church and everybody's like, I don't get it. Turn over to Philippians chapter 1, verse number 27.
And it says, only let your conversation be as it be, becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. Working together. It doesn't matter what it is, it's hard. But if we don't have a mind to work and a mind to work together, it's, not, it's never gonna happen. You know, it, it's amazing, you know, all of my kids are different. They each have their own personality, their, their way of thinking, but when they finally put down their differences and they work together, they can accomplish a lot of things. But when they're bickering back and forth, they accomplish nothing. But that's how we are. So we had to have a willing mind, a mind to work, and then a mind to prepare. You say, well, I, I don't understand a mind to prepare. Go over to Acts chapter 17, verse number 11. Acts chapter 17, verse number 11. Uh, what, what I have learned in the little bit of experience I have in the ministry and the things that I have seen, you know, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. And the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And then you, and you look at the different, uh, the armor of God, and you, you see that we have one defensive weapon and everything else is, no, one offensive weapon and everything else is defensive. So then I, I start to think, okay, so how much do I study and how much do I pray? Because what I've learned is the more I pray, the more I can prepare and be ready when I, when I read. And the more I get and the more I'm fed and the more I know how to use my sword when, when, when I need to use it. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17 and verse number 11, and it says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily, whether those things be true, with all readiness of mind. Now, here's my question. Were you actually ready to come to church today? Were you ready to hear God's word? Are we ready to do what God would have us to do and to grow more? See, we go through things in our life to prepare us. You know, I, I, I think of Moses. Moses was not in the desert by himself all those years raising sheep just to raise sheep. God was preparing him. Even if he didn't understand it, it was a preparation. You know, we, I love the story of David and Goliath, but guess what? David did not face Goliath without preparation. You say, well, what do you mean? How many of you have ever killed a bear with a sling? No, nope, me neither. Lion? Nope. Preparation. All of these things were preparing his mind so that he would be ready. But so many times we think it's going to come easy and we don't need to put in the preparation. We don't need to go through those hard times. We're not going to go through this or that. God's preparing us and he's preparing our mind for so much more. So that we can do so much more. We can reach so many more things and do so many more things. We can reach so many more people. This idea of how, what state our mind is, is so important. There's 115 verses about the state of mind in the Bible. 
And it talks about different states. And, you know, being ready, being prepared. And then it talks about the mind of Christ. And it talks about a ready mind. It talks about a persuaded mind, a one mind, the, the mind to work, the humility of a mind. It talks about all of these things that has to do with our mind. You say, well, I don't understand. How many of you have ever talked yourself out of doing something? So here's the reality. When, when, you, when you deal with sin, and especially where we are, when I'm dealing with sin, there are certain sins that are really, really hard to deal with when I'm counseling and I'm trying to help people get rid of them. One of the hardest sins that, it, that there is for us to help and deal with people is this idea of pornography. And you say, well, what do you mean? Because it's in your mind. You know, the sin of drinking, I, we, we remove the alcohol. The sin of smoking, we remove the cigarettes. And we get rid of the temptation. The problem is, then you have your mind. If you're not ready, if you're not preparing your mind, if you're not filling it with the right stuff, guess what? Your mind is not ready. It won't be willing. You won't have a mind to work because you've put all of these things in your mind. In a church this size, God has probably called at least one of you to do something and you talked yourself out of it. That's the reality. There's probably somebody in this room that was called to the mission field and you talked yourself out of it. There's somebody in this room that maybe your child was called to missions and you talked them out of it. I was at a missions conference not too long ago. And this, white, this lady comes up to me and she says, you know, your, my, my son was called to missions three years ago. And I'm, oh, praise the Lord, I'm so excited for you. And she said, no, I won't let him go. I said, well, what, what do you mean? I'm not ready. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, the child's like 13, 10, still has some growing up to do. And I said, well, how old's how old your son? He, 22. Went to Bible college, graduated Bible college. He, he, he's just working in the church, getting married and faithful. They're excited. They want to go to the mission field. And the mom says, no. It's a willingness of the mind. It's a preparation of the mind. It's a mind to work. A mind to realize that God is still on the throne. And it doesn't matter the circumstances around us. We have to go forward. And we can't let all of the world destroy what we are doing, what God has called us to do. Amen. I got a phone call not too long ago from a pastor who, who, who's needing an assistant pastor and wants to start a Spanish ministry here in the States. And he calls me and he goes, I know things are getting rough in South America. I don't think you should go back. I want to offer you this job. And I said, I'm not interested. You don't know what it pays. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Because God hasn't called us from where we were at. Amen. Right. But you want to know what happened last week? 15 people got saved at our services last week in Brazil. Amen. They're excited. I'm excited about getting back. But you have to have a mind to work, a willing mind, and a mind to prepare. Where is your mindset right now? If you were to go to the doctor and have a checkup from the neck up, what would be in your mind? Where would you be at? What is anchoring or holding you back from doing more? The moment I said that, 
what was the first thing that popped in your head that's stopping you from doing more? Here's some food for thought. If a virus can stop the world, how much more could a mustard seed of faith do? How much more could a mustard seed of faith do? A willing mind. A mind to work and a prepared mind. We say we love the Lord. It's the first commandment. But you can't love him with your heart, love him with your soul, and love him with all your strength if you don't have a mind to love him. Where are you at tonight? Where's your mindset? Hey, the world's in chaos. But guess what? The biggest problem of the world isn't what's happening in the Ukraine. The biggest problem in the world is that there are souls that need to, be, that need to hear the gospel. And we're told to go. What are we doing about it? Let's stand to our feet with every head bowed, every eye closed.